read me romance read read me romance read me romance read read me romance you could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back relax and unwind and read me romance read read me romance Today's episode of Read Me Romance is brought to you by Passive Aggression. Don't worry, keep plowing through that TBR. Thanksgiving dinner will probably just plan itself. <laughs> okay, hello. Welcome to Read Me Romance, everybody. It is Tessa Bailey and it's Wednesday. I'm recording this in my basement. <laughs> My husband has to come down and um, actually do like a spider sweep before I'll even come down here to make sure there's no like, I don't know, like unfriendly, hairy, creepy guys hanging over um, my podcast desk. So we got the all clear. So I'm ready to go. Today, we're doing another section of Claire Contreras's book, Fake Love. It's a uh, super sexy friends to lovers. I'm enjoying the heck out of it. And I hope you guys are too. I'm going to go ahead and send you in uh, to the third section right now, and I'll catch you guys on the other side. Have fun. Chapter four. My vibrating phone woke me from a dead sleep. My first thought was I would kill for an iced white mocha latte right now. My second was what the hell was I thinking last night? I hadn't drank that much in years and probably wouldn't again, ever. At least that's what I was telling myself as I patted the nightstand for my phone, which hadn't stopped vibrating for an eternity. I groaned, finally opening my eyes to look for it properly. When I found it, I saw three missed calls from Corey. It was all I needed to wake me the hell up. He'd asked me to go home with him last night, and I'd declined. His words were, stay at our place, to which I responded, I no longer live there, that's your place, maybe even yours and Veronica's soon enough. My words may have come out a little harsher than I'd anticipated, but I wasn't going to backtrack or apologize. I knew I'd done this to myself. I'd pretended with him until I reached the point of no return, where I didn't know what was real and what was make-believe. My phone vibrated again. This time, I pressed the button and answered. Hey, he said. I licked my lips. Hey. Did I wake you? Yes. Sorry. You called four times. One time constitutes an apology. I don't know what you can say about calling beyond that. Fair enough, I'm not sorry. He chuckled, a sound I felt in my bones. I shook it off. What are your plans for the day? I currently have none. I settled into the comfortable bed in Yvette's guest bedroom. I swear they bought this mattress and comforter off a five-star hotel. I was supposed to help Vet pack up boxes, but... She ended up hiring some guys, so I was just going to hang out around the city while she's at work. Let me take you to breakfast. I stayed quiet for a moment, my stomach growling loud enough that I was sure he could hear it on the other end of the line. I do need to eat. Text me her address. I'll be there soon. I knew he'd be there soon, but I wasn't expecting him to be there before I'd finished getting dressed. 
The intercom buzzed while I was wrapping a towel around myself. He knocked on the door while I was rummaging through my suitcase in search for a sundress. I dropped my options and made my way to the door, not bothering to look through the peephole before opening it. Seeing him standing on the other side made my pulse quicken. It was insane. I'd been seeing him since we were kids. How was it physically possible for my body to still react this way? He thrust a hand out, and I blinked down to see that he was handing me an iced white mocha. My lips parted. How? How long have we been friends? He smiled. Too long. I took the cup from his hand and sipped. So good. It wasn't until his gaze dropped to the white fluffy towel around me that I realized I was still naked. I pressed a hand to my chest. Shit, I'll go change. He swallowed, nodding. I'll wait out here. Once I was dressed, we went in search of a good place. If we were in Brooklyn, we would have found a place that held more than a three-star rating within a mile, but beggars can't be choosers, he said, pointing down the block. I think there's a decent deli here. That's perfectly fine with me. I need a bagel and bacon, so if they have those things, we're good. He raised an eyebrow. Going all out today, huh? I need to repent for last night's sins. It was an interesting night, he smiled, holding the door open for me. We walked in, ordered our food, and stood off to the side. I never understood how such small areas held so many people inside. It had to be a fire hazard. Our arms were touching as we stood there, and I tried so hard not to react, but then he grazed my hand with his long fingers, and I felt my pulse kick. I blinked up at him, eyes wide. I miss you. They were the same words he'd said to me last night, but somehow they felt more intimate, even in this tiny, crowded deli. I swallowed. I miss you too. No, Ev. He shook his head slightly, his gaze heating as it held mine. I mean, I really miss you. Cor. Corey York! Order for Corey York. The guy behind the counter snapped us out of whatever this was. I took my hand back quickly, clearing my throat as I looked forward. I could feel his eyes on me still, but when the guy yelled out his name once more, he finally kicked into gear and got our food. We took our food outside and found a little unoccupied bench right beside a young couple with a baby. As we ate our bagels, the baby waved at me, and I waved back with a smile. He threw his toys in my direction. I picked them up and set them on the table in front of him, and he repeated the move again and again. I'm so sorry, the mother said. He's recently discovered that if he throws things, someone will pick it up for him, and he thinks it's the best game in the world. Feel free to leave it on the floor, the father said. It's totally fine. I smiled at the cute brown-eyed baby. It's good for his development. Keep throwing things. The parents laughed as they stood up and lifted him out of his seat. Thanks for entertaining him. My pleasure. I smiled and waved at them and the baby.
I can't believe you still find it in you to smile at babies, even though you're working with them all day now, Corey said. And all night. I took a sip of my water. I love them, though. I love helping them. Have you seen anything scary? Everything seems pretty scary when it comes to kids. I lowered my eyes to look at the half-eaten bagel in front of me. We had a five-year-old come in with really bad asthma that had a lot of us worried. He's totally fine now, but it was a scary 24 hours. A colleague of mine works in the NICU. He delivered a stillborn. It was heart-wrenching to hear him go through the process at the end of the day. We try to keep it clinical, but certain things really affect us. Corey set his hand over mine. You know you can call me when you have a hard day, right? I'd be there to listen. You've been busy too, I offered him a meek smile. I'm never too busy for you, Ev, never. His gaze held mine as he said the words. I don't want to go another month without talking to you. Then don't act like such a jerk when you call me. I'm sorry, he said. I just, I didn't know how to handle not having you around all the time. I sort of freaked out. I was being 100% childish and petty. There's no excuse for it. I'm not going to lie. It feels good to hear you say it aloud. I'll be sure to apologize a lot sooner next time. He chuckled, lifting my hand and kissing the top of it. I shot him a look. What? I said I was sorry. I didn't claim I was perfect. After leaving the deli, Corey insisted we look for a dress for Monica's wedding. You know, especially after a month of not talking, I don't believe for a second you were going to tell me about the wedding. I was, he said from the other side of the dressing room door. I shrugged as I tried on the second dress of the five I'd picked out. I don't believe you. Well, I wish you would, he said. I don't lie to you about things, and I have no reason to start now. I looked at myself in the mirror. It was a black dress fitted to accentuate every curve on my body. Most importantly, it made me feel sexy. I opened the door and put a hand on my hip to show Corey, who was typing away on his phone. When he looked up, eyes filled with lust, I knew this was a keeper. Damn, he whispered, clearing his throat. Turn around. I did, rotating a full 180. When I stopped, I smiled at the look on his face. So it's a yes? It's a hell yes, he said, his voice husky and low. He stepped forward, closing the gap between us and put a hand on my hip. You're so fucking sexy, Ev. Corey, he shook his head, his eyes on mine. I can't stop thinking about you. I can't stop missing you. I can't stop wanting you. My heart soared because I felt the same way, only more. Instead of responding with words, I stepped up on the tips of my toes, wrapped my arms around him, and kissed him. He groaned against my mouth, a sound I felt directly between my legs. 
He licked the seam of my lips and nipped the edges. He put his tongue in my mouth and rocked against me, letting me feel just how much he wanted me. I felt like I was on fire, like I would die if I didn't have his mouth on mine. And when he pulled away, I pulled him back and kissed him harder. He pulled away again. Ev, we need to get out of here. My eyes were heavy with lust. I could barely keep them open. I shook my head. I want you. I want you so badly. He growled against my mouth, pressing his lips to mine again as he reached behind me and unzipped the dress. His hands came up and peeled it off of me until I was standing completely naked before him. Fuck. He let out a harsh breath as he drank me in. I don't know how the fuck I let you go. I opened my mouth to say something. I didn't even know what, but then his mouth was on mine and his hands were on my body, his fingers tweaking my nipples, his hands palming my breasts, making their way down to my core, the heat between my legs. He started moving his fingers along my folds. You're so wet for me, baby, he whispered against my lips. I mewled as I nodded, panting. I need more. I'll give you more. I'll give you everything. He spread my legs further apart and his fingers made their way inside of me, pumping slowly as his thumb circled my clit. I clawed at his shoulders, my head tilting back in ecstasy as I chanted his name. Shh, I got you. He said the words against my throat as he licked me, sucked me, and I felt myself spasm against him. Every bone in my body seemed to soften as he continued to draw small circles against me, kissing my throat, my mouth, my cheek. In the five minutes it took me to get dressed once he left the fitting room, I convinced myself that what had happened was an awful, terrible idea. The reason we were in this weird stage of friendship was because we'd let the lines blur before. I couldn't let them blur again, not when I was leaving in a few weeks. I still had two more years of my residency to go before I was finished and could move back here. Who knew what was happening with Corey's love life? It wasn't like he would tell me now, after we'd hooked up again. Still, I couldn't deny the attraction between us. I couldn't deny the butterflies in my stomach as I thought about his lips on mine, his hands on me the way he looked at me and growled against my lips. I sighed. I needed an intervention, but who was supposed to intervene when your best friend was the one you needed an intervention from? I had to call Yvette. Hey, welcome back. It's me, Tessa. I hope you guys enjoyed that section of Fake Love by Claire Contreras. If you'd like to pre-order the ebook, the uh, link is in the episode description. And um, right now, Kaleidoscope Hearts by Claire Contreras is free. Uh, You don't want to miss that deal. It's such a hot book. And it's like one of my favorite covers of all time. No joke. So the link is in the episode description. Snatch that up while you can. And let's see. The Consequences of Falling by Claire Contreras is coming out really, really soon. So we've linked you to the Goodreads and like the BookBub page uh, in the episode description. So make sure you're following along with her so that you don't miss that release uh, because it's just going to pop up live, I believe, in December. 
There's a giveaway right now on our website, uh, courtesy of the lovely Claire Contreras. It's a $25 gift card from Amazon. So make sure you go to the homepage and enter to win. And uh, in the meantime, rate, review, and subscribe. Read Me Romance. We love you guys. We love the response. And we just want to, uh, we, we would love it if you guys just let us know how much you're enjoying this podcast so we can keep doing it. And the best way to do that is to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Read Me Romance and like us on Facebook as well at Read Me Romance. Love you guys and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back, relax, and unwind and read me romance. Read, read me romance.